Hello and welcome to Mission Chat Show, where we talk about the intersection of your mission and brand. I'm your host, Alexandra Figueredo, also known as On a Mission Alex, and I'm so excited to bring my friend and very special guest on the show today, Andrea Dykstra. Hi, Andrea. How are you? Hi, Alex. Thanks for having me on. I'm great. Welcome. Welcome to the show. So Andrea happens to be a fellow Evolutionary Business Council member and just, I've spoken to her several times, and just an overall beautiful soul. So thank you again for being with us today. And I wanted to give a little background on her. Andrea is known as the shortcut expert. And in pursuit of her own wellness and healing, Andrea has attained several certifications. I'm so happy to have a distinguished guest with me. (laughs) A master life coach, a yoga instructor, a meditation guide, Spirit, spirit breath practitioner, registered sports nutritionist, professional fitness trainer, group travel organizer, search and rescue instructor, my gosh, team leader and tracker. <laughs> and in addition to all of that, Andrea is also an intuitive and she combines the gift of divine insight with her certifications in order to bring you a powerful transformational experience like no other. And her willingness to share her journey from a life shaped by trauma to reclaiming the strength of a warrior, as well as her passion for storytelling, has made Andrea a number one international best-selling author and sought-after inspirational speaker, as well as an internationally published poet and photographer. Andrea's passion and her gift is to empower you, support you, and guide you to reclaim your power and set yourself free from limitation. So, wow. Thank you <laughs> for being with me today. And um, so, how many lives did you have to ta- <laughs> complete to be able to get all the of these certifications. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I can remember um, sitting on an airplane and and having a conversation. I usually, you know, make friends with my seatmate and having this conversation at the end of the conversation by the time we got to where we were going, he says he turns to me and says, "Is there anything you haven't done?" <laughs> I'm sure you can think of a couple, but yeah, no. Yeah. It's, it's uh, quite quite a remarkable journey and there's more because I oh, know yeah. Uh, like me, we were both in, we started out in the financial industry in the corporate world. And I know you were, you were an accountant. So can you touch a little bit about on, on your background and your story and what got you here today? Cause I know it's been a quite remarkable journey. Yes, yes, for sure. It wasn't a linear one. That's, that's uh, by no stretch of the imagination. Did I go from point A to point B quickly, but, um, I am the shortcut coach. So yeah, um, I started in accounting, which is really, nobody can actually sort of reconcile that with who I am now. And it's it's quite funny because, as you know, you were in um, banking and it's this, you know, it's acceptable. It's socially acceptable. It's a, it's a good position. Your family's happy with what you're doing. And it's, it's one of those things that's going to take you far. And, and mm-hmm. you know, your, your family can't say enough about what know you're doing. Too well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And for me, it was really all about control and safety because um, my life was shaped by trauma. So I was kidnapped at two and a half years old and really propelled into this, you know, this fast track um, growth journey just by everything that I went through. And so when I finally, you know, graduated from college, I went straight into the accounting piece to really have control over my life. I felt like that, you know, everything you know, into those little columns and adding up to zero and everything balancing across the board gave me this false sense of control. And so really, that's how I got into the accounting piece. And as I actually started listening to myself and really getting into my own healing, so exploring, you know, the pieces that I've just shut into the back of my mind and didn't want to deal with, 
I outgrew the accounting and that's really what happened for me. And I started looking at, um, you know, what are my passions and really mm -hmm. trying to tap into who am I actually, right. <laughs> it's, you know, quite a difference from just going into a, a career, mm -hmm. a profession and doing that. And, and then when you really tap into yourself going, oh, well, what do I actually enjoy? For me, that was, that was a huge turning point. So I really started getting into uh, taking back my body and my health, and that's what led me into becoming a professional fitness trainer, mm -hmm. and really, really enjoyed it. Um, it was fabulous to help people in that way, and you know, being going through that that journey of my own, I was able to bring that experience into my clients' lives. And I realized though, when I was doing that, that really it was only you know getting a small percentage of what was going on for them. So I took my training and then I went into registered uh, sports nutritionist as well and figured, okay, yeah, that's the other sort of 70% of the equation as far as, mm -hmm. you know, that, that wellness piece. But I found that all my clients would talk to me about their deep personal problems and they'd want answers on, you know, these other levels that I wasn't dealing with. Mm. So I started looking at, okay, what are other options? And I got into the yoga, I got into the meditation, I got into the breath work. And then finally, it all sort of culminated in taking the Master Life Coaching program. And what that did for me was really gave me a framework to go deeper with these clients in a way that, you know, we both felt comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So really, through my own experience of the healing, so everything that I did to heal, each one of those certifications that I got was a step in my own healing. And then what I would do is then I would take that and you know, the best teachers are the ones that actually they learn and they teach and they learn and they teach. So it just kept becoming this, you know, leapfrog sort of process where the more I taught, the more I learned. Hmm. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was just a really, really incredible process. And then um, from that, from the master life coaching, I also realized that the one-to-one -one model was, mm. <laughs> you know, I could only reach so many people. And I know you know exactly what that's about. You're, right. you're very limited in that mm -hmm. scope. So what I did was I got into um, radio show hosting and really that's allowed me to reach a larger audience. So um, that's been incredible too. It's just, it's been a really a great gift. Mm, fantastic. And I know that you recently in December uh, uh, had a book launch, right? It was a collaboration yeah. book and it's called The Missing Piece, A Transformational Journey. Can you speak about what the what the book is about and 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 maybe yeah. a little bit about the collaboration that you had for with the sure. Authors? Thank you for asking. Um, that was quite the intriguing journey of on its own too. I had uh, I had spent about a year in bed uh, with adrenal fatigue prior to writing that um, story for the missing piece, and it was literally the first thing I did. So. After basically a year of silence, I was all of a sudden, oh, international bestseller, and everybody's going, okay, where did that come from? Oh, she's <laughs> silent, and then all of a sudden, she just, you know, gives this voice, and uh, I remember my friend Farhana Dalla saying, yep, that's typical Andrea, it's just like, here I am. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to go out, you're going to go big, right? <laughs> yeah, and it was so funny, because when I talked to some of the other ladies um, for the collaboration, you know, a lot of them said, oh, I never thought we'd get number one. And, you know, it was sort of this, I never even actually, it never crossed my mind until they said that, that we'd get anything other than number one international bestseller. It's it's so mm. funny that I had this utter focus that this was going to be a number one international bestseller. And when I heard later, you know, in conversations that a lot of the ladies didn't think that was going to happen, I was surprised. Mm. But wow. the... Um, 
Yeah, the the biggest part about it was the collaboration. So mm-hmm. really, you get more leverage, you get more impact. And um, when you work in collaboration with people, you, you extend your reach. And I know that... Um, quite often, and, and I'm sure you're, you're used to this too, we're, we're in a constant state of self-promotion as mm-hmm. solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, missionpreneurs. And it really is refreshing to have someone else help you promote, you know, along with you. So you're not constantly talking about yourself. It's, it's really, yeah, it's a breath of fresh air. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I see that. And it's like, you know, you're, it's a little bit of promotion, but you're also promoting all these other fabulous ladies that are in the book yeah. with you. And, and, and the collective vision and purpose of the book, rather than your own, it becomes less about your own, uh, you know, your, your own personal story, your own personal promotion, and rather about the group and the collaboration. Yes. So that's absolutely, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, you get that you're reaching a wider audience because perhaps someone's story. So this particular book was a story of um, basically people who'd been through some type of trauma. Mm -hmm. And for each person, that was different. So it could have been sexual abuse. It could have been domestic abuse. It could have been losing a child. So there were all these little pieces of stories and different people connected to different stories. So it was really quite incredible to watch this, you know, this entire thing come together and form this community and serving this wider audience that you couldn't reach on your own because your story is maybe only a tiny portion of, you know, the entirety. Mm. Wow. It's, it's really, yeah, it's great. And, and you know, you're uplifting and supporting each other. And I have some incredibly beautiful friendships from that collaboration that mm. I still chat with these women today, and it's just beautiful. Mm. So I know that I had asked you if you have any any pieces of advice. So that's a great one for, especially for missionpreneurs and and mission-driven business owners who have a strong message and mission that they want to share. So can you uh, just ask to ask a follow-up question on that? How, uh, how did you get involved with this collaboration? And, and maybe can you give a, like a, like a tip or two on how one could be involved in a collaboration? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So for this particular collaboration, um, one of the uh, former client of mine actually sort of introduced me to this woman who was part of the um, empowerment campaign. And then I got this invitation. And it was so funny because, of course, I hadn't even been on the computer. During that year, I really was like had literally stepped away from public life, period. Very rarely was I, you know, in contact with anyone. And one of the first things I read was this invitation from uh, Kate Gardner, the compiler, asking mm-hmm. me to be a part of this project. So I um, really, it, it just really resonated with me when I found out, you know, what it was about and, and um, that I knew this other woman that was going to be in it. And I thought, yeah, you know, this this is really great. This is something I can do. And it was a bite-sized portion because at that point, um, even though I had written eight books during the course of my illness, I wasn't ready to publish any of them mm-hmm. right at that point. Mm-hmm. So it was a nice stepping off point. And um, anyone who's interested in writing and and even just taking that baby step of getting their name out there, anthologies are huge and you can easily get into that type of collaboration at, at pretty much any point because um, since then I think I've been invited to at least six other collaborations. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if, if somebody were looking at that piece that they wanted to do uh, that type of collaboration, then it's really quite easy. You can um, you can look online, you can connect with somebody. There's somebody that knows someone who's doing an anthology. So mm. really, that's quite a simple, simple way to do it. And of course, um, leveraging social media to, mm-hmm. to utilize those contacts, that's been mm-hmm. really effective for me. And of course, you can always start one. 
Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. Yeah, it's very easy, actually, too. There's, uh, I mean, there's a science to, you know, getting on Amazon and, and launching it sequentially. But mm -hmm. other than that, it's it collaborating with, you know, whatever the topic that you're doing and reaching out to those people who you feel could contribute is really simple. Mm. And I just want to make a, a note that nowadays, you know, I think with, especially over the last a uh, few years with what happened with the economy and all that. It's got the collaboration uh, concept has really become very important in all the arts. So yes. within the music, of course, writing and other things, yeah. you know, you see all these, um, you know, movie stars and musicians and singers and groups that are collaborating and joining forces because it just makes everything that synergy that, um, just even promote the, the promotional aspect, the cost factor. I mean, everything just is is just so much easier, and and yes. of course you can make you can make it so much bigger. And so yes, I absolutely love that concept. And again, the fact that if if you're if you're struggling to get the message out yourself, collaborating even just maybe a few people it doesn't have to be. I know most of the collaboration as far as um, books are you know 10 or more i mean there are a large yes. number of authors and yeah. but you don't have to, it doesn't have to be that many it could be a smaller number of people absolutely and in co-authoring even co that's a collaboration exactly yeah. exactly so thank you for that i appreciate you you giving that's a great a great way to really be able to not only build your impact, but also just to be able to share your message with a greater, much greater audience. Yeah, and Alex, you touched on something there about the synergy and mm -hmm. and possibly um, even you know creating a better product. And that's what I would also say that is a huge part of it. So perhaps you don't have the money to put something out there on your own. Uh, working in that collaborative space with someone else, you know, maybe they supply the funding or whatever. It doesn't always have to be that you know with the anthology of course there's a there's a science behind it everybody mm -hmm. contributes an equal amount that sort of thing but really even just partnering with people who i know lots of people who have money but they they don't have the vision so they want to partner mm. with the vision person wow. so collaboration can really be you know any sort of coming together and and uplifting and supporting mm. yeah that's wonderful and and i just wanted to say something um you have you wrote eight books yes <laughs> Okay, so you need to add that to your bio. <laughs> I know you yeah. haven't released all of them, obviously, but um, wow. So we'll, yeah. so you're going to be a multiple, multiple, multiple international best-selling author. That's right. That's right. Wow. Yeah, it seemed like one of the only things I could do to actually get myself through the adrenal fatigue was write. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, that came out in, it ended up being eight books. And, and part of that's the trilogy, Shortcuts to Spirituality. And so that's going to be the first set that's released. And everything's basically just in editing stages right now. And, and so I'll just, yeah, just look for them. I'll keep releasing them. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and please let me know how I can help <laughs> to, yeah, uh, sure. to get the word out on that, which again, is another way. Yes. Um, and, and it doesn't have to necessarily, talking about collaboration, it doesn't right. necessarily have to be you co-authoring. It could be the reciprocity concept, which is I help to, let's say, give you social media love and help to promote you. And then when I release my book or program or product in the future, you're going to be helping me to do that. And that's another way yeah. to have a third-party endorsement promoting your book so that you yourself 
are not promoting yourself. Like you said, it's sometimes as heart-centered and mission-based mission entrepreneurs, we have this like icky feeling sometimes about promoting <laughs> ourselves. So having that third-party endorsement is fabulous and another yeah, way to collaborate. Yeah, it's a chance to relax too. I mean, you know, you can only do so much self-promotion before you feel like, okay, I'm sick of myself. I don't want to talk about myself anymore. Exactly, exactly. Which, of, <laughs> which is another, you know, great reason to have um, both people loving on you, both on social media and through other media, like traditional media as well, getting yes. that third-party endorsement. For sure. So I know that you are, you were telling me about your your intuitive coaching and the fact that you're a short, that the shortcut expert. And I just think that that was so fascinating when you were explaining that to me. Can you give us, um, first of all, explain about, uh, how you work with people in that capacity. For sure. So I guess to differentiate between my regular life coaching programs and the intuitive shortcut coaching, I would say that uh, life coaching is really like a smorgasbord. Mm -hmm. You basically have a selection of, you know, tons of things that you can choose from and and um, go at the, the problem or whatever it is your particular challenge from all these different ways. So maybe you need to start with your health first. Maybe you need to start with your relationship first. Maybe you need to start with your business first. Um, the shortcut coaching is really like just having dessert. It's essentially the one piece that you need Mm. that you can shift that will shift everything for you. And as an intuitive, what I do in those sessions is really, I just empty myself. I become this vessel and I allow whatever intuitive message that is meant for you, the client to come through me and out me. So, um, I, I joked the other day, I saw this, uh, post about, you know, I, I, don't like to think what I, I'm going to say first. I just mm. like to be as surprised as everyone else by what <laughs> comes out of my mouth. <laughs> wow. And that's really, yeah, that's intuitive coaching because mm. I have said things to clients that, you know, although I'm speaking the words, obviously, it's not like I go into another voice or anything, but um, it's just shocking to me even to hear them because they're not, it's not something that I've thought out. It's just something that's come through. Mm, interesting. Wow. Uh, and you know uh, what I've when I've done a lot of personal development as well, and working with coaches, and uh, oftentimes when they would ask me questions, and similar to you, even as the as the recipient or the the, the person being coached, mm-hmm. the f- the first thing that comes to your mind and what you're saying, your words are very powerful. Yes. Are often are the are are what what you're really feeling, and the, and and our when we get our when we let our our mind get involved. Yeah. A lot, oftentimes we correct ourselves. Oh no, that's not what I meant. I meant this, or oh, I mean this. And right. you know, and really know, like what you're feeling is really what you said. The, the first things that you said. So it's like you said, rather than than think about it, you just allow it to come, and that's really that's tapping into what's 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 really happening, rather than the mind trying to evaluate and come up with all these you know solutions and all these. Rather than just getting to right what exactly down to the matter right exactly and it's it's as easy as well it may be not easy but it's (laughs) as simple as letting go of judgment so if I allow myself to be that vessel and just speak whatever the client needs to hear then I'm not judging it so I'm not going what no no I don't want to say that or oh maybe I should deliver it in a different manner it should maybe be sweeter or whatever because I just trust that whatever I'm saying is exactly what they need to hear no matter what it is Mm. And I know you've mentioned that sometimes you have to be harsh or say bad words or other things to really yes. snap people out yeah. of it because you get into this 
this comfortable space, <laughs> right? And and then as 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 the as a person being coached, and you know, you sometimes if you're especially with the shortcut. I mean, we're talking about. I mean, Andrea can literally. It's it's uh, when I mentioned this to you it was similar to, for example. I'm not saying it's exactly, but similar to the hypnosis concept or or EFT or tapping, where you kind of get you get a, a quicker results. You're not going through ten years of therapy to get to the exactly. answer. You're really yes. going. It's a shortcut. So Andrea's really yes. tapping into that those quick um, these, and she has these intuitive bursts of you know yes. wisdom, and so she can get to the heart of the matter quicker than if you're being coached by somebody who's not using that method or who maybe doesn't have the experience to really coach you. So I love that you can get to those points and, and, and like we were talking about really, you know, sometimes snap people out of their, uh, of this state. Cause yes. I think that sometimes you get stuck into this, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 do this, do that. Da, da. So I love, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it's literally, um, you know, in our society, we've become used to being coddled and everything mm. has to be politically correct. And, right. you know, we get all these, you know, everything's a disease and, and all this stuff. And I just cut right through that. And, and again, it's not truly me. It's just coming through me. But I simply, you know, I shock them into awakening, essentially. And, and you know, sometimes this can create anger in the clients. But you mm. know what? It's a call to action when they do that. It's, it's proof that it's really hitting them somewhere that they need to be jolted. Wow, that is so true. Yeah. So true. And think about even that in our own lives when our family members or our friends tell you something that you don't like and you get yes. angry. Yeah. Sometimes it's hitting, it's hitting that nerve of something rather than, get, than really take that anger to the next level. Touch upon that or, or really um, meditate on that. Because yeah. that's something you need to work on. Yeah. So, you know? Because I, if it's... Yeah. If it's bringing that up within you, then obviously there's something there. Otherwise, it would just flow right over you and flow off of you. Mm. How have you handled those those moments when? The oh, it's was- it, yeah. It's been interesting because uh, I don't take anything personally, so that's mm-hmm. the number one thing. And I know that what I'm speaking is what they need to hear. So, I when I first started using my intuition before I was really comfortable with it because, mm-hmm. you know, it is a it's a gift and it's a skill that you sort of cultivate. So, I would question like how do I know this about someone how can I know this you know and I I realized eventually I don't need to know how I know Mm. I have to instead let it flow right right boy that was almost a nice little rhyme yeah (laughs) I'm glad we're recording this you can kind of use it that might be the next uh, title to your book (laughs) my poetic side (laughs) Oh, but it's really yeah, a compass. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's a compass for your intuition. And I know that um, we were speaking about writing books. And um, I'll just give you a little story about intuition and, and mm-hmm. how, you know, listening to it can bring about incredible success in your life and in your business. Um, when I was traveling with my husband in Southeast Asia, we were there for four months. And right before we left, I had finalized a book that took me gosh, I don't even know, between five and seven years to write. It was painful. It was really quite agonizing to dredge up all the stuff that I'd been through in my childhood and, you know, all of that stuff and getting it out. And I finally, you know, finished, literally put the last period on the book and was done with it. And so while we were traveling, I was in meditation and I literally heard clear as day, you're not to publish this book. And so I told my husband and I could see his lips tighten and he was so frustrated because he's thinking, oh, she's not going to finish it and this is just something else. And I said, no, I'm not going to publish this book and I'm going to write a new one. 
And so we had come back home and it had been about two months, I think, since our trip and nothing had come yet, but I was Mm -hmm. still in that trusting place. So I, I really, I spoke out to the universe. I said, I trust the universe to bring me the perfect opportunity. And literally within two hours, I started writing, um, the first book in the Shortcuts to Spirituality trilogy. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, there's something better when, when something doesn't happen, there's a reason for it. And, Mm. and allowing that space for something better to come along is, is really what it's doing is opening that up. Mm. So has that been, has that been published or is that one of the ones that's going to be? No. So the Shortcuts to Spirituality actually, so I, I originally thought it was one book, but it turned into a trilogy. So I had to basically break it into the three distinctive um, pieces. And mm-hmm. now that's going out. So that'll be the first um, thing that's being published. All right. So yeah. fantastic. So we'll look forward to see, to reading that piece of youngness. Yeah. That you're, <laughs> um, <laughs> so can you give us a, maybe a couple of pieces of uh, either um, uh, advice or maybe some tips or strategies that we can use to help ourselves either shortcut our success or maybe clear some baggage from the past? Because I know you work a lot with with that type of thing, working with people that have had trauma and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd say what we just talked about, of course, is definitely a strategy. I would take that away for sure. Just, you know, learning to tap into your intuition, into Mm -hmm. that inner knowing. And, um, you know, I teach that to my life coaching clients. It's it's one of the foundational pieces of my life coaching and um, the online program, Mm -hmm. uh, the Guru You that I'm putting out. So for sure, intuition is a huge piece. And as far as um, your purpose, I mean, here we are talking about our missions, right? Everything that I am doing is about helping people reclaim their power Mm -hmm. and, when you really tap into your purpose and actually get absolutely clear on it, that's when you can make an impact. That's when you can be fulfilled. It's literally, you know, you don't sit around waiting for your purpose to just happen to you. You, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not just going to come to you on a silver platter. You really have to actually connect with your inner guidance. You have to um, really look at the easiest way that I see of doing it is looking at your gifts, your talents, and your passions. Those are three key things that should give you, you know, at least a hint of what your purpose is. Mm -hmm. And then going to um, examine all the aspects of you. So I know when I was going through all my healing processes, I didn't just stick to the mainstream stuff. In fact, I left uh, mainstream counseling after six months realizing that they were only teaching me methods to cope with life and not actually live life. Mm. So allow yourself to go into all these other aspects. So, you know, it can be totally non-mainstream stuff. You can get into astrology. You can get into the Mayan heritage. You can get into the I Ching. You can get into human design. Any of those things will tell you at least a piece of who you are. And I know that uh, for me, it didn't matter what modality I consulted, it always came up that I'm a healer. I'm a way shower. I'm a bridge. I'm a portal for consciousness. And those were actually natural extensions of my gifts, talents, and passions. So it made sense when all the pieces came together that, oh, of course, that's my purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's exactly what it is. So, um, I mean, I, I dedicated an entire coaching program to finding your purpose and passion. Mm. Wow. It's really, it's really key to making your impact in this world and... And um, I know that uh, Nancy Solomon, a beautiful woman, I did an interview with her, and 
I have her card posted above my computer work area and it says, do what you love. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a shortcut, right? That's so Mm -hmm. simple and clear. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certainly that's going to get you way closer to your purpose and your mission. And uh, the only thing is, and this happens to a lot of missionpreneurs here, is that, um, that balance between doing what you love and making money from it. So you had, there has to be an yeah. element of practicality to it, of course. And, and I've struggled with that myself because I was going through the shiny object syndrome, <laughs> finding <laughs> all these things that sounded cool and that I really liked to do. But then, and actually, I, I, don't, I don't remember if I mentioned this to you, but I started off working with artists and, you know, right. trying to help people, uh, artists and arts professionals really become more successful and, and then ended up becoming, as I say, the struggling artist or the starving artist myself. <laughs> because yes, I couldn't, yes. Yeah. I couldn't, so it's like, it has to be rewarding financially as well as meaningful. But yes, I, and, I, and I love that, you know, if, if you're, if you're not doing what you love, I think that that is a really great, great way to know you're in the wrong area. Yes. Because yeah. I think that there's elements of business that are going to be, that are going to suck. I mean, let's just, let's yep. just say it's the truth. We don't like everything. Right? Yes, exactly. And then if you can try to delegate that or, or collaborate with in those areas and even more, the more, the better. But I think in general, you need to be, to be on purpose and really mission driven. You, you love what you're doing. You're passionate about it. There is a greater vision and purpose that is going to drive you, going to be the fuel and the momentum that's going to take you and move you forward so that you eventually become successful. Even if you're, even if you're struggling to make ends meet as far as financially um, making money doing that, I think it's the, it's the, that's going to take you, that's going to be like the little the little bridge that's going to move you over when other people yeah. would otherwise fail or, mm-hmm. or close off, close up shop because they're not making an, a, you know, sufficient profit. Yeah. When you have that purpose, that's going to drive you forward and keep you going. Yeah. Like you said, Alex, it's finding that balance. And, and in the beginning, maybe it's that you do what you love part time and you mm-hmm. still have, you know, a part time job that pays the bills. And maybe you have to go through that sort of transition period until you're you know, it, it could be finding your self-confidence and all that stuff because it could be all new. So yeah, allow yourself the dignity of that process, whatever it looks like until you can stand freely in what you're doing is, is what you love and mm. you're getting paid for it. And, and you know, one of the things um, from everyone that I work with, and, and you and I are both in the holistic chamber as well, yes. which are, are a lot of healers and mm-hmm. uh, holistic practitioners. And by and far, everyone that I've spoken to and including clients of mine and and other heart-centered entrepreneurs love what they do and they're passionate about it. And maybe they're finding their way or maybe, maybe um, evolving a little bit within their, within their craft, but they just love, they love what they, what they're doing. So that's a great, a great tool to, uh, like, like you said, the compass (laughs) to, uh, (laughs) to guide you in when you're going in the, in that right direction. Um, Yeah. So I think we've, we've pretty much, um, come to the end. I just wanted to see if there, is there anything else? Uh, oh, I wanted to ask you, uh, so how can people uh, find out more about your, your, your products and your services and how oh, you can help sure. them? Yeah. So uh, they can contact me on shortcuts to spirituality.com. And that's really the easiest way because right along the top of my homepage are all my social media connection Perfect. points. So you can just click on them. They'll take you there. You don't have to worry about spelling my name correctly or any of that stuff. <laughs> Great. And I know that you, you, uh, you're on Twitter at energized life. Right? Yes. So that's a yep. great way. So if you see any any exciting tweets, 
uh, or or bits of tweetable quotes that you can uh, that you can tweet <laughs> from this from this uh, interview, please. You can yeah. tag Andrea at Energize Life, and you said that that website also has all your social links. So that's and I'm going to include that as well on on, on the yes. site when this is posted. Yeah, it does. And also, um, uh, you can also connect with me on ctrnetwork.com, which is where I host my radio show, Shortcuts to Spirituality, and um, you can either look for my host profile, which is S2S Radio, or just click on hosts and I'm right on that first page. Fabulous. Fantastic. So I think that we have gotten uh, like an entire novel worth of pieces (laughs) of advice from Andrea. So thank you so much, so, so much for being with us. I mean, I can see why why you are my guest today because this is just – uh, as far as being mission driven and so heart centered, I mean, this is you're in. A, we're all in that journey and then that constant evolution. But um, but this is just incredible what you're doing. So thank you for continuing to share your mission and your message with the world. So thank and thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you so much, Alex, for having me. It's been a great pleasure. And that's a wrap for Mission Chat Show. Thanks for tuning in today and have a mission driven day. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,